us today is one of the most common sense speakers in the House of Representatives, Newt Gingrich. And what a mess we got in Washington. Newt Gingrich is with us this morning to, to tell us what the heck is going on and, and uh, how embarrassing this is. And Speaker Gingrich, what the heck is going on? Well, you had a very narrow election, and about 20 members of the House saw an opportunity to try to blackmail the rest of the conference uh, to do the things they wanted done. And uh, even though 90% of the conference voting consistently with Kevin McCarthy, 10% were prepared to take advantage of this unique moment where there was a very narrow margin. Now, narrow margins are not unusual. Uh, McCarthy has the same margin that Nancy Pelosi had, but because the Democrats are a machine, she was able to ram through trillions of dollars in spending. Uh, Denny Hastert had a five-vote margin at one point, and he became the longest-serving Republican speaker in history. So uh, they took advantage. They were prepared to take the heat, uh, and they broke into, I think, two groups, people who cared about policy and who really wanted to get to a more conservative and more open Congress, had a handful of people, probably three or four or five, who really disliked McCarthy. Uh, and there's nothing McCarthy can do to get their votes. Uh, the most he can do is try to get them to vote present, in which case they don't count against his majority. But when you start out at 222 and you have to have 218 uh, if everybody votes, uh, you really are have very limited maneuvering room. Uh, the impressive thing to me is that on, on every single vote, and this is now the most votes taken since 1855, on every single vote, over 200 Republicans have served McCarthy. Uh, so the most that have ever voted against him is 20. So literally it's been about a 90-10 split. Uh, and I think gradually the year and that were philosophically conservative that could be done to to bring back in most of the dissidents, although a handful of them, uh, it's almost psychological. They just really hate Kevin. You know, when you have 230 or 222 people, it's remarkable that a few don't hate anybody. I mean, there's, there's too much hate yeah. in the world. But uh, uh, they should recognize that they're part of the majority, and they've got to vote as a team. They have an obligation to America. I mean, we've, we've now spent days when we could have been voting to repeal 87,000 IRS agents. We could have been voting to set up the China Select Committee to begin benchmarking how big a threat China is. We could have begun developing the investigation into the FBI and the way they've been breaking the law now for years. Um, there are a lot of different things that could be happening. As one member who was very high on the Intelligence Committee said, technically, until the Speaker is sworn in, nobody is sworn in. So they don't have their security clearances. They can't go keep track in a dangerous world of what's going on. And, uh, you know, I think that, that next week, uh, we will see the House get back into normal business. And frankly, I predict that Kevin will have greater success in fighting for conservative principles than McConnell will have in the Senate. And that people will look back and realize that while it was a 
tough process of getting there. And McCarthy's really a very seasoned, very competent guy. He has very big ideas, which you can see if you go to commitmenttoamerica.com, which is where they've listed some 150 major proposals, developed, by the way, by the whole Republican conference, not just developed by McCarthy and his staff. And so they have a, they have a momentum here that once they get the, the engine back on track, uh, the train's going to be pretty impressive. Where do you see the world? I mean, we're in 2023. This is the new year. Washington is still all screwed up. You know, I mean, they, they, there's no consensus there. But at least we have a balance, a little bit of balance of power. You tell me. Well, I mean, first of all, America is this extraordinary free country. In a way, it's ironic that millions of people are willing to come from all over the world to try to get into America. You don't see very many Americans trying to get out They'll you know, say, oh, gee, I, I really wish I could live in China. Um, so I think in that sense, being a free country still has huge advantages. You have Republican governors, uh, whether you're talking about Abbott in Texas or DeSantis in Florida or Youngkin in Virginia or somebody I think you're going to hear a lot more about, uh, Kim Reynolds in, in Iowa. Uh, these governors are terrific. They're, they're all the right things. They are reforming government, taking on the left. They're fighting against wokeism. And uh, so, so there are there are centers of real encouragement, I think. Now, but, but, and, and by the way, Elon Musk's uh, company, uh, SpaceX, last year launched more rockets than China. I mean, he, he is he is creating an assembly line approach to space that is going to dramatically lower the cost of taking people and things into space. And I'm pretty confident that by 25 or 26. We're going to have Americans back on the moon again. And I think that that's in my guess is in the early 30s, we'll have Americans on Mars. So I see a lot of interesting, positive things happening. But the world is dangerous. It's probably the most dangerous it's been uh, outside of actual warfare since the mid-1930s. I look at Ukraine. I look at Iran, North Korea, uh, the Chinese effort at creating a, a competitive world system. You know, you look at Cuba, there are more people leaving Cuba now because the economy is collapsing and the government's terrible. And you look at Venezuela, where people are leaving for the same reason. And there's just a lot of things going on that are, I think, uh, sort of remarkable. Uh, and uh, we, should, we should be aware that our defenses are probably the weakest they have been since Pearl Harbor. Uh, I think that uh, the Defense Department is a decaying bureaucracy. I think the intelligence community is largely incompetent, uh, even though we have 16 intelligence agencies and we spend billions of dollars. Um, they, they were wrong about Ukraine. They were wrong about Afghanistan. It makes me wonder, you know, that why we should trust them about any place. Well, I understand there's 17 intelligence agencies now, and there's an 18th one that me and you should not know about. That undercounts because there are a number of different departments, like the Department of Homeland Security has its own internal agents. I mean, they're, they're, you know, and, and of course, we've seen with the FBI a level of law-breaking and criminal behavior that's, that's frankly just astonishing. Uh, I, I would, when I was young, I would never have believed that the FBI could be as corrupt as it's been proven to be. Yes, I, 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 I agree with you. And, uh, uh, well, I, I think it's, the, I understand because I'm very close to a lot of people, 
that it's not the whole nation. It's a certain hit squad that's in Washington. Right. But unfortunately, it's at the center of the system, and it has the power to direct people. Uh, and, uh, and it's important to remember, this is not Biden. The FBI, for example, was clearly breaking the law under Obama and under Trump. So you're dealing with a national establishment problem, not just a uh, White House problem. And I think that that's true. You look, look at education. Look at Fauci and the National Institutes of Health. I mean, look at the Center for Disease Control. There are so many places right now where the bureaucracies do not work and are, in, are dishonest that we have to take this all very seriously. Well, I have a lot of respect for the FBI, and, and my advice to, uh, to uh, Mr. Ray, Christopher Ray, who's ahead, is uh, if he thinks that uh, anybody is doing something injustice uh, or that's not right, he should just stand up and say, this is not right, and uh, if they want to fire him, let them try to fire him, but I don't think they, they have the courage to fire, fire him. Right. Well, look, I think, I think if, if, if he were to bring in an, an outside team, uh, you know, people who are, let's say, professional police chiefs, the people who have a commitment to America, uh, to really go through the system, find out who the bad apples are and what the bad rules are. And then, and then change them. But I don't sense that Ray is going to do anything significant to reform uh, the FBI. Well, I'm very, very sad because I think America needs confidence in the Department of Justice, needs confidence in the FBI. And <coughs> Speaker Gingrich, thank you for everything you have done for our country and continue to speak out for our country. Well, I'll keep doing it, and it's great to be with you, and frankly... It's going to be an exciting 2023. God bless you, and we'll catch up soon. Good. Take care.